Everybody, it's your boy Tiggy Tim Mill here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is your boy Rocks a Lot. You know, I'm in the building. Special guest host Rocks a Lot holding it down for our guy Sham Guy Scotty. Bless, speedy recovery Blesses up. to Blesses you, up. sir. Always, always. We will take care of this Monday for you and your honor, sir. Shout out to our guy T Parks. The intro song was called "What Can I Do." <laughs> I ain't had to remind you because you know I had it on deck. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, I know definitely for sure. You had uh, you had said he sounded like a young Usher though. That boy got a smooth it? voice. Yeah, young Ursh. I really do like that. I, that was a young Ursher. We need to bring back that true R and B. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, shout out to everybody that joined us for the drop. I had fun. Oh yeah, I yeah, always yeah. have fun. Did you watch it live? Were you there? 
I couldn't watch it live. No, I couldn't watch it live. Did, did you but watch it? I definitely it, talked to it. Yeah, yeah. I put it up on the big screen, man. We sat back, oh. uh, prepared the snacks, and I was like, let's watch my debut on Saturday afternoon TV. <laughs> How was it, though? How did you no, like it? Did was you have really fun? Dope. I, I really liked it. I had a lot of fun. Yo, I, it was really dope looking back and, uh, and checking out young, new artists like what, the way we used to be back in the day. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's. That's one of the things I definitely love. You know what? I, let's touch on that real quick, man. Because we have grown so much as people and men, but still have time to enjoy our hobby. This if, is true. This if, is fact. If that makes any sense, right? Right. Uh, before we're pursuing it as a career, we still kind of are in, in certain senses. Like we do this now, we talk now. You got your right. podcast. We have right, our live show. Podcast, Monday mornings. Um, you still do music. I make beats just because I make beats for this and that. I don't really rap anymore. It's an extension of your creativity. But yeah, yeah, it's it's enjoyable. And um, I don't know. I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading a lot of articles about um, um, what is it like internet personas or personalities like youtubers okay. and twitch influencers streamers and things and influ- like that yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. a lot of them um a lot of them fall into their persona and then they get depressed and mental health issues and all this that and the third and i find it very interesting that one of the one of the articles i was reading was that the person's girlfriend said that he can see one good he could read a whole letter from somebody saying how this person has changed their life uh-huh. and has saved them from depression and dark spaces just based off of the content that they made. Right, right. And then turn around, throw that letter out the window and see all of the negative comments and just harp on all of the negative comments. I mean, because it's so much more personal, you know, when you put I that. I don't know, bro. Because... When you put that extension of yourself out there and the, that criticism is kind of hard to kind of hard to hear, you know, I don't I don't. I really don't care. Like our couch <laughs> coaches, we do. Uh, me and Coach Savage, shout out to Coach Savage. We do shout, shout. Uh, couch coaches on Sundays at okay. ten thirty, and then our recap show, shot for shot, Tuesdays at nine thirty. Okay. And then we post our opinions online. Like if I'm watching boxing and it's like one a.m. and the fight's over, I'm online immediately. Like, yo, I told y'all this dude was a bum. This is exactly what happened. Yada yada yada. And right, like right. the negative comments start pouring in. Like. One dude told me that I get paid to talk like a bitch online. And I said, what? <laughs> I just laughed so hard at the joint because it, it that doesn't bother me. Like, I'm entertained at the fact that you don't know. Oh, one dude told me that he that he knows for a fact I would never step in the ring with a single person. Now, if you know me personally, you know that I've been trained up for many, many of years. Yeah, I remember when you were still a quote-unquote a small nigga. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> Before I have, you was actually a stocky nigga. And I have no problem stepping in rings because I'm trained to go to step in rings. But right, right. the online people don't know that. So it's so funny to see that, that that doesn't really bother me. And then the stuff that they say to Coach Savage is even crazier, too. Because he's he's even more wilder with his little opinion. Like, Danny Green personally took out Clay Thompson. Like... Know that's wild to say, bro. You can't be saying that because that's not a fact. But stuff like that for people that I guess since I'm an adult and I have my career and my family and right. stability, like that stuff really don't bother me at the end of the day. I actually laugh at that. I feel like I need Are that kind sure? of engagement. Yeah. Are you sure it doesn't bother you? It don't at all. 
Okay, because, you know, some people would say that when you, you know, defend yourself, when you profess that something doesn't bother you profusely yeah. like this, mm-hmm. it actually does, in fact, bother you. But you got to think of the conversation and the topic that I just brought up. I just brought mm-hmm. up about social media depression and people committing suicides for online personalities. So I'm comparing right. my little experience to somebody that has millions of followers. So okay. if I'm starting off and all I'm getting, I'm not really getting any feedback outside of, hey, I'm a graphic artist designer, let me do your logos, and then people hating on me at the same time from my opinion, and it's kind of like, oh, I'm getting some type of engagement, some type of attention, but then you got people that are literally getting praises like, dude, you are changing my life right now. Okay. But then still committing committing suicide because of the negative comments that they're obsessed with. Well, what do you think that is then? What do you think it is about something that's so intangible like being online that can affect somebody so personally like in their physical, you know? Well, two things, right? Um, If you're a full-time content creator, that is your job. And I know to a certain extent, like, you know, you call us content kings, but we're literally posting two to three times a day on each social media account. I'm streaming literally three days in a row, sometimes four days in a row, and I do the drop on Saturdays every other Saturdays. So that's me streaming five times out the week while being a dad and a husband and a full-time employee and a friend. Hey, you got to grind. So if if I take all of that away, because I can go two weeks, like we we did two weeks without doing the show here because when I was in Vegas and then the unfortunate thing that happened to Sham. Yeah. um, But it don't, it don't hurt my numbers because it's not we're doing this for fun we're doing this for free right right like you used to call it before when we used to just make music put it on a cd you called it up the street music because all we did was listen to it up the street well yeah yeah that's what it was what it was now imagine you doing that full time and you have the pressure of doing you promised your audience you're gonna do it three times a week then sometimes you, you give them extra but do you think that for the those, you know, the, the YouTube content creators, you think there's a, a lot of pressure behind it? And when they're putting it out and they're getting that feedback that's negative, that you know, they're feeding their family, they're paying their bills. So when the feedback is negative, don't you think maybe it impacts them a little more, a little more than it would somebody who does it on the side? You walked right into my trap. Okay. I, right. I wanted you to say that. Why? <laughs> because on your show this morning that I was listening to, you said oh, okay. you tweeted out one thing and you said bots and you got attacked by a bunch of people in your mentions nonstop. Okay, wait a minute. You did walk me into a trap. I did walk into my own trap of Russian bots on the internet. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole, but it was something about the African descendants of slavery. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to divide the African-American vote by claiming some folks are more African-American empathetic than others. Mm-hmm. And so that was a whole other thing that was sparked by some people that were looking to instigate. You know, what I mean, if you if you up on the news, but how, not saying but that not, affected you, that online presence affected you. You know, it was actually quite interesting that I found myself explaining myself on the Internet and I don't do no explaining like I don't do no explaining. So but at this point. Before I realized the trap I had walked into, I'm like, I don't want African descendants of slavery to think I'm not down. You know what I mean? So I thought they right. were misunderstanding me. Right. So I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm down too. Wait a minute. Let me do my research. And then I realized, oh, I've been walked into like a troll bait Twitter yep. trap, basically. Yep. 
and it, it did happen to me. So I was actually, you know, it was a 24 to 36 hour period where I was like, what's going on? You know, yeah, like my, see? my mentions had never blown up before, you know, so to speak. And so it was really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that made, yeah, so that made that of listening to that. And then I'll be honest, I read the, um, I was reading the article about the YouTuber that had, uh, was body was found on the uh, Manhattan bridge and he was posting nice. a whole bunch of, um, he was posting a whole bunch of different videos. Like he posted porn on his site to purposely get his uh, YouTube channel taken down or suspended. Okay. Then he posted a video on his secondary account uh, about him having suicidal thoughts and mental health issues, and nobody took him serious. They actually literally uh, just started spamming his comment section with the clown emoji. Okay, so but was he doing this for clout, or was this a real cry for help? Well, he's dead now because he committed suicide. So this was a real cry for help. <laughs> Then his last one of his could other have been the beginning of the story. I... <laughs> then his other stream was him in a standoff with the police. He live streamed that because he had took a picture of himself holding a gun to his head, saying he was going to end it. And then the police rushed to save him. So the hospitals didn't believe that he had any mental health issues because he was wow. a YouTube personality. His fans didn't believe he had any mental health issues because he was a YouTube personality. And well. exactly what you said, the clout. Which then made me think about this whole entire operation that we are running here that I just wanted to talk about it. And I just wanted to post that, like, you know, if, like, you got to think, some of these kids are young. This is, like, the only thing that they know. Yeah, and it's, um, it definitely is a real big boy who cried wolf syndrome. Mm -hmm. Because you're drawing all this attention to yourself. You're getting more and more desperate. You're doing things that are more desperate obviously for attention and then eventually you do the one thing that should get you the most attention and that's the moment everyone doubts you that's the one that's the moment everyone finally gets skeptical about this act of yours and mm -hmm. that's what makes it even more tragic because then you your art imitates your life or lack thereof <laughs> right so us being in the situations that we found ourselves in i i don't know i just equate that to like i'm i don't I, this is a hobby this is a yeah, hobby that yeah. i want to turn into hopefully a full-time position one day that I can work for myself and have this company and we can build up the company and we could be a bigger brand than what we are now and put people in position and find artists and put them into position. Like it's all one big own social network. But, but in some ways, are you protecting yourself in some ways by, you know, making sure it stays a hobby? Like it is kind of like a defense mechanism in some ways, because if you don't, invest so much emotionally into it then you can't be hurt emotionally through it as well right well i can't say that but i can agree with you on the simple fact that when i wasn't streaming i didn't really miss it it was not like one of those oh my god we're not putting out any content because i know yeah when i get back to it we'll just get back to doing what we're doing but i did feel at a certain point in time because we haven't done any content for a week and a half i didn't have any clips to chop up i really didn't have anything meaningful to post on yeah. social media so it was like it was like every other day i might have posted something or savage might have posted something it was nothing was really meaningful and it kind of makes you it kind of made me think like damn hopefully we're not going to lose the little audience that we already have right 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 i don't know it's kind of like i'm just right now i'm just talking through the the whole feeling of it like if, if that makes any sense like yeah the the comments don't really bother me yeah the pressure of putting content out i felt it a little bit but it really wasn't a big deal to me because it's not effing up my money 
But then at the same time, if I want to take this seriously as we try to take it serious, it's so it's so weird. And then just reading right. those articles today, it was just wild. You get I just got lost into that that rabbit hole no, of different things. No, it's all good. I mean, I took a little hiatus from my, my show as well and I missed it. You know, I was mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the little small platform I had created for myself and that little that little boutique audience I had for my show you know mm-hmm. I feel like I was delivering a message I was delivering content and when I when I couldn't deliver on the content that I thought I could that's what made me want to fall back and kind of re recharge rejigger the whole situation so I could come back even stronger you know and, and so and I was trolling you the strong. whole time yeah every time I tried <laughs> to do anything besides podcasts I got a message like where's the show where's the shit where you would po- you would post a caption I'm like this is a great topic if you, somebody had a show to talk about it on yeah man that, that definitely kept the pressure on but I was definitely upgrading equipment and uh, just trying to get everything together from a content standpoint and uh, what I'm doing now just to update everyone who didn't catch me on the drop is I'm trying to have more of my friends on the show I know a lot of very interesting people and people with very very sharp opinions and lots of opinions on things so i want to lean on them and start having them on the show to help me kind of bounce ideas off and um you know 10 mil has been great about that so i'm just trying to branch out the same way we've been doing this foreign exchange thing for a while now mm-hmm. just want to branch out and do it well folks i got um, my homeboy fro wonders and my homeboy big mike of michael raphael excuse me mikey michael raphael photography coming through this weekend so it's gonna be another dope episode next week absolutely so, but I missed it when I was gone. I missed it. I couldn't wait to get back. It's fun, yo. It is really it really is fun. At the end of the day, it's fun. I enjoy doing this on Mondays. I enjoy doing this on Tuesdays, Sundays, especially when football roll around. It's just exciting to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I'm doing it with my friends. So my thing was uh I missed I hated uh putting my opinion on the internet for nothing. <laughs> like between shows, I hated like typing long statuses or like really long tweets and it's just like man i don't that don't need to give them all this this is a rant this is content all right i don't need to tweet this if you think about it we have been documenting our life in some type of audio video format since 16 maybe mike taped on the shelf days yeah for a very long time man like Writing raps back in the, even all the way back to the notebooks and the back yeah. of the bus, writing raps and all that. Like, we nonstop. And it's just been different platforms, yeah, different ways. Different ways. Yeah, just staying abreast with what's going on. Look at that. We're going to be like, old washed men, but still know everything. We like, we've been our own reality shows on the internet for at least the last 10 years now. Like, we've been the executive producers of our own shows. Yeah. We all had our ratchet phase, we all had our unfortunate phase. We all had our inspirational phases, our our dark phases, our dis- or our invisible phases when mm-hmm. we just weren't there for a while, trying to rejigger some things, pay some debts to society. Um, but you know, just different things like that. So all of us have like we've all kind of evolved in some ways together on the internet. You know what I mean? And, and dealing with the the mental health aspect of it is kind of one of the new challenges that have been popping up recently. Yeah, I just wish they tra- treated mental health like a crisis back in the 90s where you just had crazy cousins and weird uncles and nobody gave a damn. Right. But now nobody really you know, knew about it. But now, but you got to think too now. Everything is more accessible. Knowledge is out there. You can reach out to yeah, people. Nice. Yeah, so. It, so yeah, it's that's there. Good it's there. I just that's wanted I just, sorry, guy. I, I know we were about the music, but I just wanted to talk about that because I felt like it was just bothering me, especially with Sham. Sham is so, he- so heavy on health, mentally and physically, that, I don't know, man, it's just... Sometimes breaks are needed, and yeah. just coming back from this vacation, it's like I, it's like yeah. Boot How back. long was you in Vegas? I was on. I was in Vegas for five days. 
But you nice. gotta think we had to cancel the show last minute last week or the week before last, and yeah. then I was gone in Vegas, and then now, yeah. you know, shout out to him. He's the reason why you're up here. He asked me specifically to ask you. He said the show okay. must go on. Yeah, well, I'm 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 glad to be here. Shouts to him for recommending me, and I hope he gets better soon, man. All right, so let's let's go ahead and get let's get to the music now. Let's let's switch gears. Let's get into our featured artist of the week. I feel like that'll be the best segue before we dive <laughs> into all the other music. Uh, yeah, yeah. This week's artist uh, is Hakeem, but he goes by official OYG. Um, he's an artist built from Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, but he is from the Virgin Islands, Saint Croix. Uh, right. He makes music to feel. Bad things happen, and that's okay. We must be okay with that to be, ever be okay with anything. Listen, yeah. and you'll accept that too. See, it all flows with all flows with everything, man. All right, there you go. So the first song of the evening. This one's called "Mind Right." Let's get into it. I should have never think about you. It's kind of sound like that. Get my mind right, down time for the limelight I'm right, bitch, I was fine Until you entered into my life Yeah, I had to get my mind right, down time for the limelight I'm alright, bitch, I was fine Until you entered into my life Yeah, uh, Hollywood nights every Saturday night Posted with my niggas at the trap getting high Dollar bills fly until I see the shotty who don't call my eyes. She was light skin, Puerto Rican, wet, wet, sex so good. I ain't had to grab a neck yet. Booty so big, like a pet, I caught the vet back. That's so big, I'm in love, I had to wipe that. Got a number, she got mines, bro, like, what we doing? Like a smile, like a vibes, we gon' get into it. Don't give a fuck if she a scripper, hope she like my music. Write your name and tell my baby, yeah, I had to get my mind right. Down time for the love. song of the evening mind right by officially oyg officially oyg what does that stand for again? official oyg 
Official O Y G. Only right. you, girl, is what it stands for. Okay, okay, I was, I was, I was definitely rocking with that. I, one, I rock with that a lot. It was a whole vibe. Hey, I liked man, it. that was that's exactly what I put down, man. That was definitely a vibe. That's one of them joints I might have had on a few years ago, driving across the tunnel. You know what I mean? Sun mm-hmm. setting on my left in the Maxima. You know what I mean? I might have had a sunroof open. Not is so that, lyrical, but just really melodic. You know what I mean? Something is that one of those boot. on the streets of Norfolk? Uh... That might be one of them on the roads of Norfolk joints, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some out there where you laid out. I mean, you uh, you laid back, you chilling. Mm-hmm. You about to head out for the night, but at the same time, you got to keep your shit on the swivel. You know what I mean? Because you know where you at. I liked it, man. I yeah, liked that's it. On some, yeah, that's really on some nighttime, some evening. You riding through... You're going through the, um, what's the long bridge to get to Hampton? You got to go through that tunnel. The, the, the Monitor Merrimack. Oh, yeah, the Monitor Merrimack. Merrimack. That's yeah. a long one, too. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Man, shout out to him. I enjoyed that Definitely, one. Definitely summer music, man. Like a, a humid night. You know what I mean? Like a humid, sticky, yeah, hot for, night. For him to say he was out of St. Croix, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more uh, Calypso-y, if that makes any sense. Nah, he here now. That's yeah. what he wanted you to know. <laughs> so shout out to him. First song in the evening, Mind Right. Uh, that was dope. That was dope. Albums, sir. Did you listen to Freddie? I heard a. I seen a lot of hype about Freddie all weekend online, and you know it was completely produced by Mad Libs. Also, Mad Libs is always one of my favorite producers because he did MF Doom. And then lastly, he wanted to piss everybody off and said he made all the beats on his iPad. I was going to get to that. And he's just letting you know that whatever instrument he chooses, he's going to drop nothing but flawless music. Because um, I haven't had a chance to check it all the way out myself, but I did hear that Pusha T feature. Oh, my gosh. That was the talk of the town. The Pusha T feature was crazy. Uh, Freddie, I don't know why people get surprised about when Freddie raps, because Freddie has been rapping like this on every album. Every album is actually different, too. Okay. Sonically, but he's always been consistently nice with his rap. So just like listening to it, I wasn't surprised, but I'm glad that people are like getting the recognition. Well, at least on my timeline. Right, right. He was getting and the recognition that he deserves, really, because he's been doing I, it. I've always been a fan, and I always will remain a fan of a rapper getting with a producer and just putting together a project. Mm-hmm. It's like it's literally something I've always wanted to do, something I've always worked on, something I'm currently working on. So anytime that happens, I'm always interested because that's that's already the formula to create a masterpiece. You know what I mean? And so I definitely can't wait to check it all the way out. But Pusha T, not to harp on him because we talking about Freddie Gibbs's album, but Pusha <laughs> T is 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 introducing himself into an upper echelon of MC. Yeah, that where he's becoming kind of untouchable, Talk unquestionable it. when it comes to the verses he drops. So it's, it's getting. It's getting very real when it comes to these Pusha T features. We need to start really paying attention and passing out these flowers while he can still smell them. Um, you, you're a Virginia Beachian, right? Yeah, I'm a homer. I'm definitely a homer. My bad. How often I like would you say you've seen Pusha T and Malice? Whew, um, I've seen, I saw Pusha T the other day mm-hmm. <laughs> driving down the interstate. <laughs> it's the, his black Mercedes that he's always riding he around in. He don't got in. that G-Wagon no more that he be riding around in? I haven't seen him in the G-Wagon in a while, but I've seen him in that Mercedes the last three or four times I've seen him. I saw him outside. My, he, he used to get his hair cut at a barbershop I went to, mm-hmm. and I caught him outside of there a little while ago, and I had my son with me, so I couldn't really you know, be the fan that I would have been had I not my <laughs> little boy been there. Would you, you know really have I mean? found, found out on him? 
I might I definitely would have stepped to him but differently if I if I didn't have my son with me. Like I definitely Why would you step to him differently now than when we would back in the day? Cuz we've seen him several times back in the day and be like push it up and keep it moving. I mean I, I cuz I I still get a little um a little a little shy around celebrities. Mhm. And so I wouldn't want my son to see me kind of stuttering. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want, I didn't want my son to catch me on the humble, trying to step to push a T, like on some old, excuse me, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. You know what I mean? And he was across the street, so I didn't oh, really Oh, you wanna... had to run up on him for real? It was like Granby Street, right? You know how oh, Granby Street yeah, is real yeah. tight by the bus station? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like the way the traffic was, I would have had to kind of. You talking about the Greyhound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of by there. He did hit me with the deuces, and I hit him with those. You know, I hit him with the salute, and uh, that was cool enough. But I seen him and his brother. I've been seeing them around town since probably two thousand four, yeah. three. Yeah, three. I see malice. You see malice around All town the time. every other day. Yeah, it seems like does bumping the malice. It does. He does. He is just out there, yo. Malice is really just walking around. Malice is a real regular dude, but he's a real solid, like thorough. Mm. Gets a lot of respect out here, dude. But. He's Since, a regular dude out here. Do you listen to the radio there? A little bit, yeah. A lot of morning stuff. Uh, so do they play any break. new family, any of those? Roscoe Pico Chain, anybody? Oh, who's the other dude off of uh, Re-Up Gang? Um, no. Y'all no. got... Y'all... Y'all, no. lo- y'all lost the Buddha Brothers. Y'all don't let the Breakfast Club they come died. in and... They both died. of them? They, both of them died? They, they both died. Are you serious? When did the uh, last brother no, no, die? No, 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 no. Two out of three died. Mike Lord uh-huh. and then uh, DJ B, they died. But uh, the other one, he's still DJ he B. Wait, died. wait, wait. DJ B, the DJ B B, the light skinned one, he died. Who's the and one Mike... that used to do the evening prime time on one hundred three jams? I don't remember. I don't know that one. He's I mean, the main he was DJ. one. He was one of the Buddha brothers. I mean, back in the day, the Buddha brothers did the prime time shit till they moved to the morning. But two out of three of those main dudes from that show passed away. Damn. Yeah, yeah, tough, tough. And one of them had just lost mad weight, and he kind of gained it back, and then it was a heart attack that got him. So, so is that hard but you know the the, the you local scene is the local scene, man. They don't they it still isn't they they ain't bumping local artists like that. It's never they been that way. They don't bump drum right. out there either. Like drum was Mr. Virginia Beach himself. He's from Hampton, and nah, he's they, from they Hampton for real. They, yeah, they made Hampton. him seem like such a beach local. I like to chat. I like to cha cha. That whole Maybe scene was a Virginia Beach scene. It was definitely an oceanfront vibe, right. that's for sure. But now nah, he's a Hampton dude, man. He's definitely a Hampton dude, but like a peninsula kind of guy. So you know, if you, I spend a lot of time on that side of the water, so I can kind of see it too myself. Let's keep it right here. Your man C Breezy. Okay. Cannot do any wrong musically. Hey, listen. First of all, I haven't really given a fuck about a Chris Brown album in like eight nine years like really? it hasn't mattered he has so many singles what the fuck does the album matter for <laughs> because he's the, sing- the radio singles but 48 songs it doesn't he's on the radio 365 yeah. what the hell does the album cut matter when he has a single on it all times they all sound fantastic well listen the singles sound great but in my mind chris brown has been plateaued as an artist for like eight or nine years like he's kind of just really? hit a point where I mean, where's the where's the growth? Where where's the peaks? They're all peaks. It's all consistently good music. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. I was about to say nothing that breaks through. He has nothing but hits. He's always on the charts. Right. Yeah. But it's more you want to ask. It's the plateau. Like, when's he gonna give us that big ballad? When he's gonna give us that soundtrack song? When's he gonna perform? When is he gonna take his career to the next level? When he's gonna he's when he's gonna grow the fuck up? That being said. This album's fire. 
<laughs> it's fire. <laughs> I listened to like the first fifteen songs, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Every single one of them shits are dope. Every the, single the one. The last of them. one he did that was like that was super dope. I made it to like twenty two songs, and then I had to stop listening. No, I didn't, I didn't was, give that one a try. It was too much. It was too much because each song was good. And then it was like impossible for me to go back because there were songs that were good that I wanted to listen to. But damn it, I didn't make the other 28 songs that he left over. So I just quit. Oh, I lost you. I lost your audio. Yo, yo, yo. All right, I can hear you now. It was me. Okay, okay. All right. Sorry about that. What were we saying now? Um, we were talking about how the proliferation of nuclear weapons would actually stop the spread of them <laughs> because the more of us that have them um, would actually deter us from having them. <clears throat> now, we were talking about Chris Brown's album, man. I was just saying that you know why he does that. It's be, it's the it's a streaming trick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we know we know it's a streaming. Tr- well, do we know it's a streaming trick? Because if it is, he wouldn't give us so many hits. Hey, think about it like this. All of Chris Brown's fans tried to get through at least 15 to 20 of those songs on his album. Just trying to listen to that many songs is going to give him more streams. So you think that this is the easy way around it, right? Is um, give yeah. Him, give him all, all those music, right? And then go back and see which ones are your most played songs. And then just yeah. curate a playlist and perform those. It's definitely a data manipulation kind of game. I mean, like I said... People just trying to listen to 45 songs, they go into it more ambitious than you would a 10-song album. You might just sit through a 10-song album one time, but a song with an album with 45 songs on it, you're going to try to listen to at least 30 of them. So that's yeah. more listen. That, that almost doubles the guaranteed listens just on principle because if you're going to try to listen to the whole song or the whole album. Well, the whole opposite of that is you give me 48 songs, I only listen to 12 to 13 of the best ones up there. And then I might for, I might even forget that you came out with an album. I'd be like, oh, I forgot about this song, or oh, I haven't heard this song in a long time, or I don't even remember this song. And then opposed to like, if we get if we look at Mustard's album, Mustard gave us an album. He called it Perfect Ten and gave us ten songs, and I only skipped one out of them. And I'm but gonna go gotta, back and listen to Mustard's album more than I would go back and listen to Chris Brown's. But yeah, you got to look at their motivation. Mustard was trying to drop a classic. Chris Brown is trying to remain relevant at this point. I don't think there's no there's no such thing as remaining relevant when you're Chris Brown. Like no, I, Chris I, Brown. No, that, and that's my point. It's the same reason DJ Khaled was mad when he didn't get number one. All Chris Brown needs no. is another artificial number one album in order to maintain his Chris Brown status. You're it goes back to what I was saying about that. him being plateaued. He's plateaued. All yeah. he needs is another generic number one album. He's gonna keep making the same. I don't know. If he care if he if Chris Brown cared that much about being number one like that, he wouldn't give us forty eight songs. DJ Khaled cares so much is because no. I guarantee you all those little bootleg Snapchat deals that he has here and there all were predicated on I'm gonna have the number one album in the country. We're all gonna blow off of this. You gave me a ski do with my face on it, so I can go jet skiing in the in the middle of the Pacific or whatever ocean we have on this side of the Atlantic, I think it's Anyways. Sir, you need to understand that Chris Brown wanting to go number one is the only reason he's giving us 32 it, songs at the time. Stop it. That's the Stop only it. reason we're getting Chris that much Chris Brown can one. give us 11 songs and he would no. go number one immediately. Chris Brown has given us 80 songs this year already? Here's how, here's songs how that's year even already? more wild for you to even say. Because if it wasn't for everybody posting Chris Brown, I didn't even know that he was dropping an album Friday. I had to give him his own post because I didn't even realize he dropped an album on Friday. 
Do you know Chris Brown begs his fans to post his album? Do you know Chris Brown begs his fans to play his songs so the I, stream I, numbers get up specifically? I've never seen Chris Brown beg. Right. And I follow Chris I've Brown. I've seen Chris Brown beg. I've seen Chris Brown participate is it begging in the or streaming is it promoting? Games. When you have specific steps on what you want your fans to do to influence your streaming numbers the first week, I'm going to call that begging, dog. How many followers does he have, though? It's Chris Brown. Let's go to the millions. Like, it's Chris Brown. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's going to happen. If he has 20 million I'm not followers. Here, I'm not here to slander a Virginia native. We're not, we're not doing here, this. We're, but we're I'm breaking down the, the bigger point. picture. I'm here to make the point that you have to understand from a data streaming perspective, the only reason you release 32 songs like microwave music and after you just dropped an album with 45 songs it's because you're trying to manipulate the data on your streams in order to chart better in order to raise your statistics up nah that don't that, that's just literally how it that works that was my argument on his last release of 48 songs that doesn't make any sense now because if the a, average album is 10 12 15 songs and you drop 45 then 32 you're still releasing twice the average of songs you don't so think you're, that there's you're any, giving somebody a double disc but that's not that's not the case here because a double disc is actually 22 songs 22 to 24 songs you're giving us a triple disc with 32 songs yeah well yeah yeah you're giving us like four four albums in one hit but okay so when you sell a double cd and it goes platinum what do they call it double platinum no they don't yes they, don't they do ask drake on scorpion platinum. They he don't called call it, it double platinum. Wu Tang Forever, Life After Death. We have dozens of examples of the double platinum coming that, from a double CD selling a million. Never, never heard of double platinum. You're in the talking to era. me, dog. You never crap, you heard of killing me. No, I'm because talking about the CD why. era. I'm not talking about the double. I'm not talking about the, the streaming area. You're not selling the CD twice, though. You're just putting you're two discs in there. Two CDs, Bruh, It don't. If you're, so, you're telling me that technically each CD is worth five dollars. I'm not telling you any of those things. I'm telling you that if you have a double CD and you sell it a million you're times, you're going to call it double platinum. You're not double platinum. That's the dumbest I shit. I can't Google it because we're live on the internet right now. But this I'm, is the I'm perfect just time for somebody to fact check that right now. I'm telling you what I know. However, point, what I'm saying to you is that when you have someone like DJ Khaled that has dropped three singles, uh, Maybach, the uh, the two um, joints with um, the Anglo, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. Um, Justin Bieber and... Yeah. Um, the other the other song that came out three years ago that's had yeah, well over ten B and Beyonce uh, Beyonce and Jay joint they've had a bunch of joints that've been out for a year right and they got over ten million streams then you put that song on your album that goes to your album sales I can yeah, see if Chris Brown hey, was doing hey, hey, that but hey, he's hey. not doing that let me give you a fact check you know what it doesn't go to it doesn't go to that first week number. If you put out a single before that's your album right. drops, that's not true because it's, they already say that it's your I album's already you gold before what it happens. Even comes out. Your first, okay, how can your album be gold, Vic, and you sell one hundred and fifty thousand the first week? Because they're counting your streams. So if no, you get... because they don't certify it until the next week. That's why he was so pissed off. He sold one hundred and thirty something thousand his first week. He was certified gold the next week, but all those streams prior they don't count on the first week. They need that first week number he, to come in strong. He was pissed off at the simple fact that he sold one hundred seventy thousand dollars CDs with merch, and it didn't get it didn't count. So if I mean, that if that would have counted with his merch, he would have been at three hundred thousand sales of whatever he was selling. his real argument was with the devaluing of music by bundling it with shit he was trying right. to sell it with energy drinks other people were trying to sell merch related to music they right. said the energy drinks didn't count because it wasn't related, related to music mu right they were splitting hairs so his best argument was to say hey you know what i mean you're splitting hairs on the devaluation anyway so why why give him credit not give me credit i get that but guess My what point is 
Chris still Brown, went number one. Chris Brown put a lot of songs on his album in order to get more streams, in order to get more numbers. Period. That's what it was. It's not an art. That was not an artistic decision, my nigga. It is not an artistic decision to release eighty songs in the in less than twelve months. That's only <laughs> Young Thug can release that kind of that had that kind of output. The only thugger. Young Thug don't even do that. I know. This Future is, is probably the only person that could do that. Oh well, Future is the only person. And that Gucci can do man. That. Gucci has dropped twelve albums in twelve and they, months, and they both yeah twelve albums. <laughs> it's just true, Literally. you know. Every every three months, there's a new Gucci project, and they're right. all fire. Right. So I don't know, man. Uh, man, listen, I listen to too much Joe Budden, and when it comes to this data and this streaming information, I'm telling you, nothing artistic is about. It is about thirty two tracks on an album, though. When they drop seven. 10, all that shit, that's one thing. But 32 tracks, you're trying to get those streaming numbers up, man. I'm telling you. Or maybe I'm just trying to get this music off. That's to, I mean, you got to be trying to get this music off. And that's the part about it that we should speak more about is the quality of what I've heard so far. It is really fucking good. And I don't be kicking back no and just bumping no Chris Brown album. Right. I sat back with my girl the other night and we just put on Chris' album and rocked through the first 10 songs. And I was like, this is really fucking good. So like, I could see if it was hits here and there and a lot of filler, but it's not. This is true. I mean, the kid's talented. And that's and when I, when I started off the conversation by saying he had plateaued, I wanted to say with this album, he got some joints on there that I feel like could break through. I mean, he, he's been limited in his scope as far as his celebrity for a while because of what he's gone through and how he's responded to things. But I think the key's going to be the music. And I feel like I heard some music that might could break him through that plateau, to be honest with you. It was strong, man. All right. Whatever. We'll agree to disagree. I still think that if he's really going after the numbers and the number one spot and all that stuff, 10 songs, 48 songs, none of it's going to make a difference because 10 out of the 48 songs is what's going to put him over in the first place. Even if he gave us 10 songs, people will still listen to just those 10 songs. Here's my last point. This is my last point. If everybody who wants to listen to Chris Brown's album one time listens to a 10-track album, that's only 10 listens. But everybody wants to listen to his 32-track album one time, that's 32 listens and not just 10. It's just regular math. If I have more songs, I get more listens. That's it. If you listen to a 10-song yeah. album one time and don't like it, you're not going to listen again. But you're at least going to listen to 32 songs if you want to try yeah, it at least when, once. When you look at it like that, I can see that. I was thinking more That's of it. like you're only hearing the song one time, not that same song over and over again. Like right. the replay value on that is going to be kind of hard. But if you yeah. sit there and listen to it all 40, 40 songs, then yeah, you gave them 40 listens. So that That's would be it. that would be a considered four-time album rotation if you only gave me 10 songs. That is it. That's like you listen to the one album four times instead of listening to one album yeah. with 40 songs. That's all I'm. That's all my point was. Well, what happens if I buy the album? Does it still count as a stream? Man, the crazy part is it counts more than all them fucking listens do. Like, you got to listen to it. <laughs> you got to stream a song like 1,500 times for it to count as one album. Like, it's yeah, crazy. but if I pay the $10 and then I listen to it all the time, does that really count? But once you pay the $10, you've downloaded it. You're no longer streaming it, even though you're still streaming it because you paid for it and it's yeah. only digital. Yeah. But you're not streaming it per se. You've bought it at this point. Right. But you're still going to stream it. Yeah. So the, the, I, the purchase uh, is worth that's, more. That's what I'm saying. Well, you're still gonna, well, I don't know how that would work. Because if I buy it and I'm still streaming it, and if I cancel my service out, I still own the album. Right. But here's my point. The whole thing about it is, and this is the whole conspiracy theory of all, they've devalued the music in order to make more from it. 
Yeah. Doesn't even make sense to buy an album and download it when you can just stream it. The cost of an album was what it cost to stream for a month. It's cheaper for them to stream the music to you than it is to sell it to you. So it, they've devalued the shit out of it. It's crazy. Well, they don't got to go through all those hoops. I can put an album out tomorrow or right now as soon as we're done with the show. Boop, upload, done. True. But then the the whole point that other people get into, and I think I'm getting too deep into this now, is like who who says what the value of that stream is? Somebody in the back room is saying what the value of a stream. Like who said that 1,500 streams of a song equals one album? Who's to say that? Because why is it if I can play a song 10 times on a CD, it's one play, but when it's on the internet, I got to play it 1,500 times for it to equal one album? Appreciate that. Madison J said good points, fellas. My last point. I know we keep on saying our last <laughs> point, right? Oh, you got but it, you I, got it. I just thought about it. this, right? So was it more beneficial to go platinum back in the day when we can only listen to it on tapes and cassettes? Because you're still not getting so if I don't buy if I don't buy Extinction Level Event on the C D and as many times as a child that I listened to that album, I could have pretty much handed over Buster Rhymes $100,000 worth of streams. But you got to ask yourself who that value will be to. Is it the, the value Whoever to owns the, per- the publisher. Right. And so if they're devaluing the music, the person who owns the publishing is going to make way more than the person who has to stream your song 1,500 times for it to count as one album sale. And this all Come goes on, back. Man. Read your contracts, people. That's it, man. That's Read it. Stay independent, man. Sell them out the trunk of your car. Fuck them niggas. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Stop it. Let's get into the second song of the evening by our featured artist of the whip. Oh, whip. Week. He said car. I said whip. Holy smokes. There you go. Official OYG. This song is called Black Skin Cobra. Let's get into it. Second song of the evening, Black Skin Cobra. Hey man, make that song longer, please. You're muted still. Make that song longer. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, I, we need at least three and a half minutes on that one. Yeah, yeah, because he was, was in and out on that one. That one was fire. And it started off shaky to me at first. I was like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna like this. But then as it started going in, I was like, okay. Oh yeah, that the way that kick kept hitting yeah. in, the, in the beat too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was dope. That was like gym music right there. That might get me on the track this summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but shout hey, out no, to him. You know, I, I, yeah, shout out to him. But I lost ten pounds this summer so far, so I'm doing well. Me too. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Me I like too, that, man. man. You getting older, we got to slim it down, you know. Yeah, man. I'm, that trying, weight. To, I'm trying to you fit into it, my man. skinny, skinny chinos. Right now, I can fit into the skinny chinos. I'm trying to fit into the skinny, skinny chinos. Yeah, you just want your clothes to fit now, you know what I mean? You want to fit better, you want to look good, you want to feel healthy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, okay. yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, man. Two for two for the evening. Definitely. So our definitely. featured artist of the week, if I can get display capture to pop up here. Thank you. Let me do this a little edit. Because that thing has been killing me for weeks. Yeah, man. It's really hard running the live show, man. You make it look easy, dog. I, I try. I try. Yeah, I try. man. I try. We try to be as professional as possible here. Uh, Yes, but shout out to you, official OYG. Yeah, yeah. Two, two for two. Uh, shout out to y'all in the chat, too. Shout out to everybody in the chat, too. I can't see y'all, but I know y'all there. <laughs> I want to um, I want to touch on this real quick. But we're going to body roll, pick and move right on out of here. Eurostep. So we're gonna we're gonna tread lightly on this one. Uh, all right, all right. Shout out to Lil Nas X, living his truth. Yeah, man. Um, I can see why he did it because of that big of an audience and crowd, and he just felt like at this moment he needed to let everybody know. I think he did it at a perfect time in his career. Like, hey. Just in case people start making up their own stories and their own rumors, I'm letting y'all know what it is right now. But the question is to you, does it really matter? Like, I was gonna say, no, why do people matter. have feel like they are they are obligated to express in this day and age that, you know, their lifestyle is different from others? Um, I think in this case, one, it doesn't matter. We shouldn't really give a fuck what anybody does. And shouts to him. He was never going to be, I mean, maybe he will be, but this was like the peak of his popularity. He yeah. really leveraged his moment, his zeitgeist of this moment. Have to you really listened just, to his EP? Yeah, man. And it, you know what's made, it was crazy? As a as somebody who used to rap when I was younger and had felt like he had to be inside a box, yo, I could tell how free he felt to just go through different styles throughout mm-hmm. his EP. It's seven songs and like five styles on that EP. Exactly. Kick It, Closure, uh, Rodeo. Panini, uh, Old Town Road, the remix and original. <laughs> right. Yeah, like it's like an Old Town Road sandwich. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, no, nah, it's dope, man. And I, I applaud that dude, man, for being young and being that brave and doing that, man. No, nah, like I applaud him. And I think it's, I really think it's just weirdo people who regret liking a song because of what somebody else's personal choices are. Like, that's yeah. weirdo shit to me. Like, the but, fuck like just play the song like what the hell <laughs> but i will say before i pick and roll out of this joke i used to be a good judge of character i usually be able to pick him out you know he had the chaps on just like when i love hey, mcconan uh, came out with yeah, the chaps yeah. and the hat and he was oiled up in his video i was like mm, well, i'm a little more observant than you are buddy and uh those dangling earrings uh yeah. <laughs> those, those earrings are hanging i didn't <laughs> think he was trying to be a, a, a cowboy i just i saw those earrings and you know, and like at this stage of his career, being the young man he was, mm-hmm. one thing that was real particular to me, or real peculiar to me, if you will, was he didn't seem to have his the lack of entourage around such a young black dude. Mm-hmm. So whenever you saw these pictures of him going to school, you didn't see a bunch of people around him, and yeah. I thought that was weird too. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I kind of thought it was odd that you didn't see the hanger-ons, you didn't see the girls, you didn't see him in the pictures of the Instagram captions. His social media savvy mm-hmm. was very interesting to me. So. Yeah. It didn't necessarily surprise me that I he had thought, something to protect. I just thought he was going along with the whole cowboy theme. But I guess if you look at history, Durango boots, rhinestones on the pockets, all these uh, 
you you, you want to go eat. No, you no. want to uh, what you i really want do. what i want to really talk do. about what That's i want to talk about is what you said on your show this morning about white people beatboxing and a white girl woeing and going viral off of that where we have yeah. every you said every black person could beatbox perfectly and there's right. thousands of little black kids that are doing these dances perfectly They're but are not getting up. yeah that are not getting the credit that they need please right, you didn't right, go right. in depth into in in your show i don't know if it's because of the guests that you had but that is perfect for here because we've talked about this before where that one little white boy is getting paid twenty five thousand a video just to I mean, do a dance? It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, like, I mean, I, I appreciate the uh, philanthropy of Ellen when she finds someone who goes viral. Mm -hmm. But like I said, you need to go back and find the creators of these dances and the creators of these movements when you want to bestow upon them the gifts that they've given to the world. Like, this is literally just their creativity. People are taking it and running with it. Yep. And now, as soon as somebody out of the ordinary is doing something. Like this, it's, it's just the most magical thing in the world. It drives me nuts, to be honest with you. It's yeah. like, I've seen a little black girl do 6,000 backflips in a row nonstop. But as soon as this girl lands this one flip, it's amazing because she's not supposed to be able to do that. But there's right. just athletically gifted. Don't want to go down that uh, rabbit hole. But like I said, it does drive me nuts. It really does drive me nuts because there's so many gifted people of color and all kinds of different uh, uh skills and talents that don't get that kind of shine just because a Becky can fucking heel toe. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's it's the name like of this Jesus episode. Christ. That's the name that's gotta be the damn name of the episode. But anyways, but yeah, no, you're hundred percent correct. And it's it's something that me and Sham gotta bring up often because it's so mind boggling to us. Especially like, you know, all the uh dances that were taken and put in video games. I don't even know where that's oh, at with lawsuits and stuff like me. that. Started on the monetization of the gentrification of video games. Like, don't get me started. Like, that was highway robbery. They sell those dances to kids in the game. Yeah, they put them in like, loot boxes and they, they call it. Um, Jesus, I, like, I paid for the Running Man. I paid for the fucking swipe. Are you fucking right. serious? I'm paying for the Millie Rock now. You gotta pay Are for the kidding? floss and all that. I wish I could have paid to learn the Millie Rock. I had to stand in the bathroom, listen to the song, and just try to learn it on beat for like 20 minutes before I went out, man. But these niggas are just paying $10 for it. This is some bullshit. Oh, my gosh. This is bullshit. Nah, man. I mean, it's like a whole devaluing of our culture. It goes back to streams. It goes back to we start everything. We do all this shit. Like, there'd be no economy for for anything, for pop culture to even feed off. They call it pop culture, but it really is just a shit that we thought was cool last week. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, Birdman was good at uh, copywriting his stuff. Like, um, when Bling Bling was out, he made sure he copied the word Bling, or the phrase Bling Bling. Um, he did, he copyrighted But then Cardi couldn't, she couldn't copyright old Kurt. <laughs> really? They just turned it down. It was in the news today. They said she couldn't copyright uh, a couple of her sound effects. Really? Because could, she could spell it out. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe if she had made it a logo, perhaps. But she was just trying to trademark the idea of somebody else going oh Kurt. You know, they call that patents, right? Like when tech people put stuff in ideas, they patent the idea of okay of something that's not even real. Like if I oh, yeah, if yeah, I invented yeah, yeah. a spaceship in my mind and I drew it on a piece of paper and it looked like two upside down triangles with a stick, and I went and I said, "This is the Vic plane." Yeah. I could patent that. So you're telling yeah. me that I can't patent? a phrase or something that I could vis vi uh, literally write out. What I'm saying is that's what I've seen on CNN today, man, because <laughs> she tried it. I don't know. Maybe it's something about 
other people's freedom of speech. You know, like, you mean to say I can't say O'Kurt just because you well, say you O'Kurt? you can say that, but don't use it in a monetizing way. True, but it's probably a fine line to walk when it comes to what people can just say. So I don't know, because she just had a Pepsi commercial where everybody was saying it. So like, did they? Did she want to check for every time Steve well, Carell she got said paid O'Kurt? to do it? Yeah, but I don't imagine know. if everybody was doing it minus Cardi. Like they just took her whole O'Kurt a purposely well, in a Pepsi commercial. I mean, at this point, I feel like it was a professional courtesy to even invite her to that commercial. You know wow. what I mean? Like, wow, it's just a it's a word that you're pronouncing a certain way. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. If I can, um, if I can do, pay these artists that copyright their music and their beats and their production and all that stuff, I don't see why I can't do the same thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it sound like DMX can't trademark his barks. <laughs> yeah, no. he can't trademark because he does it all the time. <laughs> maybe if I use it in a sample in a beat, maybe I don't. know. I think it has to just be something physical, like an actual tangible idea, like an idea that comes from your brain that becomes a thing, and then maybe you can trademark it, but just a sound that you can make. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to say, to be honest with you. That's interesting. Whatever. I, I have nothing for it. I have nothing for it at all. Yeah, it's her signature it's just, move, I guess. I can it, get it. It's just I get her trying go, to trademark mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But you bringing that point up, it was like, oh, at least we're not the only ones that sit here and complain about that. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Because niggas bite your style all day, B. <laughs> Shout out to Memphis. Shout yeah. out to the Stallion Stallion. Yo Gotti's... The, the sta- Meg the Stallion? Okay, shouts to Meg the Stallion. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yo Gotti birthday bash was literally lit. Yeah, my cousin was at his album release party once a couple years ago. I never got that story. Whew, bro, everything, yeah. out of, everything out of Memphis, I watched it. Cause it was on title. Shout out to title. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I need to check that. Um, definitely, definitely fire. Literally. Didn't his pants? Yeah, but didn't his pants yeah. literally catch on fire? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It did. It did. Um, one day we're gonna do. Never mind. Shout out to Memphis. Love Memphis. That's all I got for this evening. Do you have anything <laughs> yeah, that you want to add? Um, uh, on the Rocks podcast, new episode out now. Featuring my homeboy Dwight. We on SoundCloud. Look me up. Rocks a lot. R O. X-X-A-L-O-T-T I'm on Two SoundCloud T's. Double X's, double T's, check me out um, New episodes drop every Monday morning And then we'll be on the show as long as they'll have me As long as they need me on Monday nights um, Shouts to my girl Shouts to my mama And that's what I got <laughs> Alright gang, hey, tomorrow uh, Couch Coaches 930, don't forget That's our little sports entertainment show Me and Coach Savage uh, Shout out to everybody that participated To the drop, shout out to the gang for joining us This evening, shout out to Sham God Scotty Of course, doing of his course. thing Out there um, Catch us back here live uh, Artist, hey, we're still Looking for your submissions, send it to us Email, uh, exactly yeah. Exactly sent us a new video today So you know, we're going to add that to the drop when the drop comes out, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, because it's bi-weekly. Um, yeah, we'll be there. Also, y'all want to do interviews. We're still doing Locked In series on Wednesday. We got a lot of content that we could do. There's a lot of things that this platform can offer to you artists. Submit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, intro songs as well. Please send it to us. We had T-Parks come over here and, and murder the intro. I can't wait to yeah. clip it out and actually go back and listen to it again. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the gang. Rocks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, every time, baby. Let's go. Hey, well, you're real old heads. We out.